When is a beer not a beer? That is today's question. Welcome to episode 14 of Wet and Dry, a podcast about sobriety, midlife crisis, mental health, moderation, male drinking culture, pubs and friendship. So the big news for me, I think, is that I'm halfway. The end of this year off is closer than the start of it. Oh my gosh. You're over halfway around the marathon lap. Yeah. You've had one glass of red. It's easier to get to the end than to go back to the start now. I mean, and also, if you've got through what we've got through, you're not likely to crack. No, Although, the second moving... half of this year has got to be easier, isn't it? On your it? moving house. Yeah, that's not so stressful. So you thought you'd throw that in too because <laughs> COVID's not, finished. That's not stressful. <laughs> well done, mate, for getting over. Well done. Getting uh, over half a year off the booze. So let me ask you, has it been as you thought it would be? It's, I know we've had COVID in between, but let's can we try and just take that out? It's been easier than I thought it would be. The big thing I hadn't really appreciated, and you'll know this, if we cast our mind back to Christmas, the whole idea of it and the committing to it and then starting it was probably in the space of a fortnight. So, so quick. I didn't give it huge amounts of no. thought as to what I wanted to achieve from it, what I thought it would be like, but... I didn't think I would spend most of the year replacing alcohol with non-alcoholic drinks. That's not how I thought it would go. How did you think it would go? The only thing I can compare it to is when I stopped having sugar. What I didn't do was replace everything with sweeteners. Yeah. Yeah. I'm much more prescribed to the fact that if I was going to have a sugary treat, I should just have something that was actually, you know, real sugar content rather than pretend sugar content. So that's the way I'd done sugar. So I don't think I thought I would approach this by filling my year with fake booze. And Fake booze has become your thing. I've drunk more fake booze this year than I did real booze last year. Mm. Without a shadow of a doubt. So at the start, so it's interesting because there's two things that are interesting about this, but on the fake booze, it, almost at the start, people kind of every time we went out, someone would have a new beer or an article or especially beers about, you know, different places that served them. And we've ended up talking. And now I think you are the go-to expert in South London on on non-alcoholic beer. Well, today's show is brought to you by Budweiser Zero. Um, <laughs> I'm drinking it too. I, actually, you know what? actually quite nice. I'd given up on the uh, non-alcoholic Budweiser, which used to be called Budweiser Prohibition. The best name. Which was Why a much they better... they change it? They haven't really changed the can. It's still a kind of monochrome version of a Budweiser can. Um, it's a Budweiser can with all the fun taken out. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a colour-your-own Budweiser can. <laughs> yeah, it does look like that. Uh, but Budweiser Zero, actually 0.0% alcohol, not even a, not even a tiddly bit. And it's all right. I I, what know. I will say, do you know what? This is the cheapest. So I think this is two fifty for a pack of four. Whereas a lot of the non-alcoholic beers are, are coming out about £2 a can. So this is really, really cheap. And I know this isn't much of a statement, but it sort of tastes like regular Budweiser. That's not that difficult, to be <laughs> fair. You know, you know, you said just then that it's been easier than you thought. Yeah. I think it's been easier than I thought. I thought come June, basically the only time we would meet is when we did this podcast. And when it'd be like two strangers talking, say, To be fair, for very different circumstances, (laughs) that is almost true. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, 
I, I was, as in the first one, I was generally annoyed with you. Yeah. I know I did it for fun, but I was generally annoyed with you for giving up booze. And I thought, this is going to affect it. And it hasn't. That's the one thing I will say, as much as it pains me to say it. Because when we go out on our on, on our own, it sounds like we're a couple, but when we go out just a two of us, which we did drink a lot together on our own, or with one other people, it's exactly the same. In big groups, at the start when I'm sober, it's exactly the same. And actually, because I spend quite a lot of time with you, I don't really need to catch up with you. And at the end, when I'm drunk, I can't really, don't really care who I'm speaking to. So that didn't matter. But it hasn't affected it from my point of view, which I thought it would. No, and I think... So I would change it. Coming back to the one before, I would change my answer for you. It doesn't lower my, <laughs> lower my enjoyment <laughs> the evening when I know I'm only going out with you. I mean, I don't need to do the second <laughs> half of this year, do I? The non-alcoholic beer thing is a really interesting point, And I will just mention that coming up later in this episode, we're going to talk to a guy who set up something called Sober Source. Top man. Really enjoyed talking to him. Which really is good a, bloke. It's a, it's a beer delivery website right, oh, yeah. for non-alcoholic drinks. And there's a few of them around. I've ordered uh, from a couple of them this week. So there's a box next to you, which has been sent for you to open a bit later on. And that is a selection of non-alcoholic beers. I'm looking forward to you trying some of those. And then I've ordered from... I'm filling. I don't know if you can tell. While you're filling, can I say something? Yeah, go on. Just coming back to while you're trying to find it, the interest in non-alcoholic beers, through the podcast on uh, Twitter, a guy at Welsh Tim, really good guy. So he doing the same sort of thing as you, very knowledgeable on non-alcoholic beer. And he's been going through, he's been testing different things. And, and he got in touch because he listened to the podcast. But I've been kind of, he's on Sober Source. I think he does another one called AF Beer Club. And he's tasting different ones. Uh, clearly a, a big beer connoisseur. Well worth a follow is Tim. So Dry Drinker is the uh, other website. I've ordered from them, uh, which I'm hoping will be here next time, a case of 24 different beers. And one of the real joys of this year has been trying new beers. I used to love new craft beers. There's something in the joy, even though every fifth or sixth one you'll open, have a sip and go, that is undrinkable and throw it away. And I guess some still are. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I tried one, which is actually in the box next year. (laughs) I tried one the other day and it was the weirdest taste. A kind of, uh, I know it's quite a popular thing to put in beers, but that that sort of yuzu taste. Yeah. and it took me half the bottle to get used to. And I, I, I drank it, but, but a really sort of sh- shocking taste the, the first time you, you took a sip. And I, I used to love that with craft beers. And you can absolutely still have that with non-alcoholic beers. So I'm Shall really I make a shocking it. confession? Go on. I am thinking in the future that I may, at certain points, if I have something on the next day... And it was something that Adam from Sober Source said about the people he were looking for, not just non-drinkers. He was looking at people who may have to get up in the morning, who may have to drive, who want maybe a pint and then change. I can at some point see myself mixing up my night with a couple of non-alcoholic lagers thrown in there. It's that bad. I'm like, <laughs> you're looking at me with disgust. I'm just leaving that bit clean so I can edit that and just make a little promo for the for the podcast. The, the, this is the podcast that changed Matt Pennington into non-alcoholic beer drinking. Because some taste, so, so the Estrella that yep, we had. Yeah, Freedam. Freedam. It, it, and I've had a couple now, 
And it's a good beer. Now, I wouldn't have three damn all night. I wouldn't go to the pub. But if I've had three pints of Australia and I want to stay out another couple of hours and I don't want to get on the shorts or a vodka and red, but I may have two pints of Australia, Freedom, and then go back to Australia. And I can see that happening. I think there's a, I do generally, what I've learned from this thing is I do think there is a drinking habit that you could get into, which is better for you. And you still get the benefits, but you get the benefits from both, if you see what I mean. Everybody's got different reasons for doing it. And if your reason is having a non-alcoholic beer every fourth drink allows me to stay out longer, who cares? Yeah. That's your reason yeah. for drinking it. I genuinely think that finding non-alcoholic beer has been my revelation this year. I know I've said this before, but I don't think when I get to 2021, when we finally get there, when, you know... <laughs> year finishes. When the ball drops on 2020 and we can say, thank you very much and good riddance. <laughs> I don't think I'm necessarily going back to alcoholic lager. I'm quite happy with this. And, you know, I am drinking... I'm drinking a couple a night and I'm so usually having one with dinner. So we go to the Rose and Crown and they've got Ghost Ship on and I think they've got a couple of others, haven't they? Zero five is yeah. a good beer there. Would you say then go to the pub... <clears throat> On a, on a Friday night, have a couple of those, maybe have a glass of red, then have a couple more. Or would you just stick to non-alcohol in the pub and maybe have save your wine for something else? Would yeah. you mix and match in that sense? Other than non-drinking, I've been doing one of your other favourite pursuits this week. What? We went camping. Oh, <laughs> and So I took... Why? Well, there aren't a lot of other holiday options at the moment. I mean, if, if it's between staying at home and going camping, then, then just stay at home. All right. Well, one of my... The worst, the worst thing in the world you can do is go camping. So... Just upset campers of the world. But it's rubbish. To go back to a previous theme, the beers you really enjoy, those event Ooh. beers... One of mine is sat around a campfire. I love a campfire. We only go camping somewhere I can have a fire. I don't see the point in campsites that won't let you have a fire. And I, this is the first time we've been camping since I haven't been drinking. So I took... I'd have to be drinking to go camping. What did I take? I took, a, I took some free dams. Oh, I took some big drops, <laughs> uh, which, is a, which is a brand I, I hadn't come across before and i'll come back to and so actually like again may have an acid again party. there's one in the in the box next to you <laughs> um, so uh i took those but i bought for my wife a couple of waitresses started doing like picnic sized bottles of wine little single serve yeah and i bought a couple of those for her that was the point in the holiday where i thought if i'd bought a large if i bought a regular bottle of wine with us and you'd opened it to have a drink. You'd have had one. I'd be having one now. Yeah. I'm glad I bought the small one at, that's only got a single serve in it, because otherwise I'd definitely have one. And I think on that occasion, yes, I'd have had, you know, a couple of non-alcoholic beers Glass with bread. dinner, start of the evening, but when the you know, kids have gone into the tent, they go to sleep, I would have had a glass of red wine around the campfire then. And, I, and I, I'm sure I would have really enjoyed it. And it was... It was only the second time in this, this run that I've thought I am probably going back to have the occasional glass of wine. I do really enjoy it. But the beer section of the evening, nah, I, d I don't miss that at all. How long did you go camping for? We were out two nights. Two nights. Sat in a field. 
all day for two days. Well, no, actually, we went to... That's what you do when you go camping. We you set a... up a chair, you sit the field, what are we going to do now? We're just going to sit here for two days. So, the village we were staying near is Ditchling in East Sussex, right. uh, former home of Dame Vera Lynn. And also... God bless her. The pub in Ditchling, the Bull is one of the UK's best pub. I think last year, 2019, it was the UK's best free house. No alcoholic serving? Well, I was really interested to know because they've got all these, you know, best pub garden is another thing. It's one free house of the year. So, of course, from my perspective, I, I go in and I'm desperate to know what do you serve? What is the non-alcoholic beer of choice? In the I, pub of the year. I was like, I hope you're not going to disappear into the cellar and go and get me a Heineken Zero. I will be very disappointed. Yeah. No, so they had a big drop. On tap or in bottle? In a bottle. In a bottle better than a can, I think, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. There was no choice. That's one thing that as, as I'm enjoying trying different beers, I haven't really come across anywhere yet that's asked me, which one would you like? Have you ever seen, you know when we started the podcast, in fact, when we did our planning meeting in the pub, it's still the only time, and I know it was January, and I know it was dry January, that I've ever seen a non-alcoholic beer on tap. I've not seen one on tap since. And I think that is the next step forward because there is something, as Chris said and as Fergus said, there is something in your head about drinking in a pub, even though I was right about it's different. <laughs> but there is something. I think there's something in your head about seeing a pint pulled from, from a tap or a draft like a normal beer and getting it in a pint glass, freshly pulled and walking back. That again made that ghost ship zero taste a lot better. And yeah. I think they've got to move on to trying to get it in on, on taps because I think that will make a big push as well. And people will enjoy the pub experience a little bit more because I never order a bottle of beer in the pub. Never. I will always have something pulled. Yeah, it's the only place in the UK, I will say, when we went to Spain, pretty much everywhere we went had it on tap. And maybe that's why it's more popular. It definitely could be. I mean, even from a branding perspective, I remember one of the places we went into had the Estrella Galicia. So a single stem with two taps on it, one regular and one zero percent. So that normalises the experience. You Absolutely. don't feel like someone's going down the cellar to find the weird bloke a drink that he can have. You're going, I'll have one of those and one of those if they're on the same tap. It makes it a normal, it's regular thing. also really visible. If you think about the kind of user experience of standing at a bar... You order from the drinks you can see on tap in front of you. Yeah. You'll you'll glance down the tap, see what they've got on. You know instantly whether this is a bar that does Amstel or yeah. not because you yeah. can, you can see that full run of. You can't. I ca I always have to ask, what do you have that's non-alcoholic? If you had it on a tap and it was there in front of me, it's the same, yeah. I, I just have to. I pretty much just a point. I'll have one of those. So yeah, that is a big difference. You're right, in the UK, uh, dry January for Ghost Ship was the only one I'd seen. I think it'll be interesting at the end of all of this when we go back to bars. You know, we've been told that people's drinking habits have changed over this time. Maybe a big pub chain will be bold and we'll, we'll go with something. Even somewhere like Frontier Inn, which obviously have done it before, which is Rose and Crowning, maybe they say, we're, we're going to have... We're going to move them around, but we are going to have different non-alcoholic beers on one pump each week. It's not much, is it? It's no. not much to ask for. When you think of a pub like that, <clears throat> they must have 12 lagers coming out of the cellar. I'm asking for one. 
No, it's not much. And to be fair to them, they're the only ones I've ever seen do it. I've yeah. never seen anybody else do it. That's the only time I've ever seen it. But I do think if you did that, it just normalises the experience. I know I laugh, but that one time when we were at another pub that shall remain nameless, me and you and Bruce were out and we went and she had to scuttle to the cellar and kind of find two dusty bottles of Bex Blue or Heineken Zero that had been there in amongst the rat piss <laughs> for, for the last three months. Yeah, you really can't name the bar now. <laughs> no, I know. We're never allowed to go back. But it, it, it's... There are lots of rats in lots of cellars. Fergal Sharkey <laughs> told me that once. Did he? Yeah, he said, don't ever drink out of a bottle because you'll get wheels disease. Right. A good Apparently pint is hard to find. A good pint is hard to find. And so, so I just think it would so much normalise the experience of drinking non-alcoholic lager. I think your brain would feel better. I think it's quite nice to, if you're buying a round, to come back with four pints pulled or three pints pulled. They all look the same. That's my one, that's your one, that's your one. It's just the brand we chose rather than the alcohol. That's the next step. If you're listening, pub chains, this is the next step. And you're going to make more money if you do it. I'll have a 10% commission. Right. So there's two things now I'm automatically thinking. One, we need a campaign. Yeah, okay. AF on tap. Hashtag is... AF on tap. <laughs> right. I'll get, I'll get on to Can that. Can you get that going? And the other one... I can't believe the first campaign I'm ever involved in in all my life <laughs> is one for non-alcoholic beer. He bought AF to tap. <laughs> um, so the other thing... People I... clapping us on Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> Nurses won't be clapping me. I've been thinking about doing this for a little while. Go on, what have you been thinking about? Uh, I know I've got a little opportunity because you're going on holiday soon. Um, Maybe. I think I'm going to start a an actual table of beers on the website. Oh, good. Because... I think I've tried somewhere between 20 and 30 different beers now. I've ordered another 20 or 30 that I've never tried before. And I definitely would have found it helpful if there'd just been a list of beers that are available, rough price guide, alcoholic content, summer zero, go up to about 0.6, and just a review of them. Because there are some I would absolutely tell people to avoid. Uh, I think I've mentioned it before. But, uh, the one that looks like piss. Brewdog's Hazy AF. Pissy looking one. The worst one I've tried, <laughs> you by it the out. way. Did tonight. It, it does, it look, does it, look like piss. It's a weird diluted orange so, squash. Someone who's very ill. Yeah, so avoid that. And I, I would I would have definitely saved myself 20 quid if uh, if someone had told but me to like stick But you like another Brewdog one, don't you? Oh, uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, Brewdog do Punk AF. Punk you AF like is that, good. Nanny State's okay, but Hazy AF is terrible. I think it's a good idea. I think you've got to get it up on the website. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start that, and I'll get that up in the next couple of weeks. And I guess this is a, a timely opportunity to bring in our guest Adam. Now I wasn't sure about this one just because we're talking about, and we'd had a couple of brewers on and pubs, which is more my scene, and we were going to talk to some fella about basically his non-alcoholic pop that he sends out to people. <laughs> He was a blind. I loved Adam. I thought it was a great idea. The reason behind he explained it was really good. And I even enjoyed the taste test of the ones he sent to me. So uh, I thought he was I thought he was great. Really enjoyed Adam. Really like his idea. And it all came about because I'd driven through Tooting and there was a billboard that advertised Sober Source. Good name. Immediately I sort of knew what it was. It's up there with 
Budweiser Prohibition sober sources. You know what it's up there with? Laura, who we spoke to, it's up there with Queers Without Beers. Uh, <laughs> I think Queers Without Beers is the best name for anything ever. <laughs> After we chat with Adam, there's something else I need to tell you okay. about. So Sober Source was the advert, and it is a beer delivery service, beer club for non-drinkers. And can I just say, he talks about this, so I won't go into too much detail, but he talks about it, it is for non-drinkers, but it's also for drinkers as well who want to experience... I don't say like me. <laughs> I, I'd argue, Matt, it's more for you than it is for me. Get Adam on. Thanks for joining us, Adam. Yeah, you're welcome. Great to be here, guys. So I've just described Sober Source as a beer club for people like me. That's right, isn't it? Uh, yes, exactly that. But it's a little different from a flavoury or a beer 52 in that it's really for the the newbie into non-alcoholic beer. So I think there are a couple of other beer clubs out there for those that have had hundreds of non-alcoholic beers before. But I think non-alcoholic beer is a little bit different in that most people are new to it, like you are or, or were. And so it's kind of like landing in another country where you don't know any other brands, you don't recognize anything, but you know you want to taste it. I gave up about 18 months ago drinking alcohol, and I didn't miss alcohol at all. It was... Were you a big drinker, Adam? Yes. Yeah, I was a big drinker. I could go days without drinking quite easily, but when I did drink, I would drink a lot. You know, i play cricket and drink for the rest of the afternoon and the evening or golf or whatever it may be. So I didn't really have an off switch. And, you know, beer was a big part of my life. I did Oktoberfest, cricket tours and various trips around the world to taste beer. And when I gave up alcohol, I didn't miss the alcohol, but I really missed the beer. Do you know what? It's funny. I'll jump in there for a second, Adam, because I'm halfway through my year of not drinking. And the one thing I think I've maintained the whole way through is I've just carried on drinking beer in the same way. I've just switched it to non-alcoholic beer. Everything, you know, I haven't drunk wine apart from one tiny slip on Easter Sunday. You know, I'm not really drinking the spirits that I would use to drink. But the beer is the one thing I think I would have found it really difficult to switch off that habitual opening a beer and having maybe a beer with dinner or at the end of a day. It's the one thing that I'm not sure I would have been able to just turn off completely. And I'm very grateful for a non-alcoholic alternative. Yeah. And I felt, I didn't feel it immediately. It took a while. I think I was enjoying the, the energy and feeling fresh for the first couple of months. And it was only after a while I started to realize I was missing the beer. And I tried some of the more widely available beers in the pub and I'd written them off. And I think like a lot of people that have had an experience with non-alcoholic beer, it's generally been a bad one. If you go and get the ones that are available in the pub or widely available in the supermarket, often it's not a great experience. And so... Name names, Adam. <laughs> Adam, you've got a name and shame. Which ones do you mean? Uh, Bex Blue. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Bex Blue. But I think it's... And, <laughs> and, and, you know, so a friend of mine is... Um, I won't see which pub group, but he's in the purchasing department of a, a big pub group. And I'm not saying this is the case for Bex, just in case they get a, a bit... Um, uh, say no, it's not. But non-alcoholic beer is a bit of an afterthought as far as big beer is concerned. It's They often give the cases of non-alcoholic beer 
away for free if you buy their full strength variety. So it's great for the publican. They can put a bottle in there. If anybody particularly asks for it, they make great margins because they haven't had to pay for it, right? It's also quite expensive, as you heard on the guy from Adnan, Fergus from Adnams. So it's actually difficult to make non-alcoholic beer and it's it's expensive to do so. And so I think big brewers haven't really um embraced it and therefore they haven't embraced the more delicate ways in order to retain flavor at the same time as losing the alcohol so that's why the quality hasn't been great in in the pubs and so that's why people have had a bad first experience with it so at this point i feel like we should open one and i've got a box right (laughs) next to me i feel like i've gone on a dating app yeah like a, a beer tinder and I've got all my things wrong, yeah? So I'm about to have a threesome with two people who are compatible. <laughs> but I'm going to give it a go. My, my mind's open. I'm going to go in with an open mind. I'm going with a threesome with you guys and see what happens I'll, with a non-alcoholic. I'll be honest, Adam. If you can win Matt over... If that... you can win me win over, <laughs> this company will be worth more than Apple in the next year. Can I open my present, though? Yeah, so I've already opened my box. I, I couldn't resist. It arrived uh, at the weekend, and, and I immediately opened it. I've okay, saved mats for now. So, yeah, well, go on, let's name them as we open them. I'm what? going for 05 Low Alcoholic Pale Ale from So this is Thornbridge. This is what they serve in the Rose and Crown, actually. This is their standard non-alcoholic yes, beer. This is good. I approve of this one, Adam. Okay, am I opening <laughs> the next one? Yeah, go on. Oh, okay. Lucky Saint. Uh, You hadn't heard of this one on the last podcast. This was on my top five and you hadn't heard of it. No. Who makes Lucky Saint, Adam? It's an independent brewery, Lucky Saint. So a guy that spent about, called Luke, uh, set it up, spent about two years researching it and refining a recipe in Germany. Adam, can you tell me where the spring water in Lucky Saint comes from? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Somewhere in Germany. (laughs) Bavaria, yeah. I'm giving you a point for that. Well done. <laughs> See, always good when the owner knows the brand. Yeah, Adam's on the ball. Well done, Adam. Yeah, Holotow hops as well. Right, next one. I like this. See, I like the packaging. Can I say, I think non-alcoholic beers do better packaging almost. It's like they feel they've got to go the extra mile. The Big Drop Brewing Company, a Pine Trail Pale Ale. Try saying that when you're pissed. Uh, um, well, you won't be if you no, use this is what you're drinking. This is gluten-free as well. All right. Well, look, I'm going to actually open a, a little bit of this while we dive through the box Can a little bit. Can I just go through three more Yeah, out? you dig a couple more out there. Dig a couple more out. Okay, I've got the Brooklyn uh, special effects. I think we spoke about that before. Yeah, this was sixth on my list of five, actually. Yeah. A lot of people were unhappy that it didn't make the final five. Yeah. Oh, Lowlander. It's got a yellow submarine type Beatles thing on it. 0.00% this. Yeah, I'm intrigued by this one. I think I read, uh, did I read on your website, Adam, that this is one of the beers that you kind of first came across? There's one called Vanderstreek Playgrounds, which is also from Holland, which was Vanderstreek <laughs> Playground IPA. I'm sure I've seen them in concert supporting <laughs> Half Man, Half Biscuit. Um, yeah, they, they, Holland do amazing beers. So that lowland is a bit like a, a hoe garden. Uh, it's quite um, lemony and quite wheaty. And my, the last one is my favourite packaging. It's a yard arm lager yeah made in scotland that one a really nice little brewery. this one's made by sonia she signed yes <laughs> yeah that's right Sonia. so she has look sonia see uh the thing is i, like I know you said that's your last one but matt you need to dig a bit deeper there's loads more in the bottom of the box I'll tell you what if you sign up to this you get a good deal <laughs> don't you okay i've got a, i've got a coast brew company hazy ipa 
Uh, a ghost ship. Everyone loves a ghost ship. Yeah, classic. Do you like a ghost ship, Adam? Yeah, yeah, it's good. I mean, it tastes just like their normal uh, ghost ship. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Well, look, let me, let me, let me give right. you a bit of that. We'll do a, a little one? tasting. That's the Pine Trail Pale Ale. You're that's not a good. massive pale ale drinker, are you? I'm not a big pale ale drinker, but that's not bad. So, okay, this is the thing I look at when I'm drinking at non-alcoholic lager. If I close my eyes, can I tell? And the answer to that would be no on that. All right, I'm going to switch in a yard arm because that's a, that's a lager. hammered after this. Yeah. Is this a lager? That's a lager. Okay, this is more where I'm at. Uh, I don't like that as much as a pale ale, funny enough. Interesting. That tastes a bit watery, Adam. Is that... It's... Would that... It's not a traditional lager, so they make it with hops uh, and more ale type hops. So it's a bit more like it's a kind of a cross between a lager and a, a pale ale. Um, okay, I, I love makes it. sense. Yeah. You know what? This is the one brewed by Sonia. I don't want to upset Sonia. I'm having another <laughs> go. So Sonia, I've just come from a pale ale to the. I think I've made the mistake, Sonia. If you're listening, I've messed up. I'm giving it another go. Adam, how important is it to find alternatives to the drinks you used to like? For me, very important. I mean, I I, I like my beer, right? So I I just got I got sick of soft drinks. I was on ginger beer or elderflower cordial. And it's just too sweet. And I'd, I'd sort of had this opinion that if I was giving up alcohol, I was giving up beer. And it's it's just not the case. I think there are some amazing tasting um, non-alcoholic beers out there. Sometimes they are hard to find. And sometimes they're different flavours and certainly different brands than you used to. I think Ghost Ship is probably the rare example of one that tastes similar to the full strength. Uh, often it's other brands like the Coast um, that Matt's got there that you wouldn't have heard of before or doesn't do a full strength that, that people love the most. When I've been shopping and, really good. and I guess I, I fall into your category here, six months into not drinking, I'd still describe myself as a newbie. I've tended to go for the non-alcoholic versions of beers I know, like the Brooklyn Special Effects. I've drunk other Brooklyn beers. I've liked those. So let's try one of those. It's quite a big risk i guess to try something like a lowlander or a big drop where i don't know anything about them i've never heard of them unless someone actually recommended this and said honestly as a non-drinker buy 24 of these you won't regret it i really like the idea of someone sending me a box of loads of different beers for me to try one of them and help me find my new go-to. Is that, I guess that's where you were, where, what you were thinking. Yeah, that's exactly it. I, I went through the process of tasting everything under the sun and I had a lot of pour it down the sink experiences because there are some <laughs> terrible ones out there. And I wanted to shortcut that for the other people. I wanted it to be quick and, and save some money. So we're all about taste, 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 right? So it's got to taste good to get in one of our boxes. Uh, because I want it to be for beer drinkers and uh, people like that Matt likes his beer and I want it to be indecipherable from full strength equivalent. So that's the idea. You get some to taste, so you get eight. And then if you like those, you can get full cases, but we also do like half and half cases where let's say you like the coast map. Next time you wanted to get, I'll have six of those in half my box and then I'll have six different ones again next time. So you can Great idea. keep experimenting. So what's the process for a beer to get into one of these kind of selection boxes? How's the process work? What, what does it go through to make the cut? Uh, it comes to me and I taste it and I score it on a number of different factors and 
you know, I try and tell if it's the same as a normal beer. I will send it to some friends, particularly if it's a lager. I, I'm more of an ale drinker and see see what they think. So first of all, it's got to it's got to taste indecipherable from a full strength beer. Yeah. The Lowland is a bit um, out there in terms of flavour. It's a good beer, but it's different. If people don't like it, it's not because it's a non-alcoholic beer. It's because they don't like that style of beer. So it's just got to be a good drink. I, I sent you my top five the other day, mm. didn't I, Adam? What did you think of his top five, Adam? Did you think it was rubbish or was he any good? <laughs> or was he like one of these new boys turned up, think they know it all? Were you and your friends just laughing at him? It's a good selection of the more widely available ones, I would say. So, I, you know, I, I drink those many of those beers but there are some amazing ones that you just wouldn't have heard of that uh would, would be on my top five I, i'm i'm taking that as a good selection from a man with little knowledge <laughs> i'll take that to be fair one of the things that surprised me adam is how many of my friends now feel like they're on this journey of discovery on my behalf i don't know if you've come across this but i got a a message through from a, another matt that i work with on saturday recommending force majeure i don't know if that's one you've come across yes yeah 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 i think that's on the shelf behind me somewhere yeah it's a decent beer it wouldn't be in my top five but it's uh yeah it's a decent beer but are you finding that people who are drinkers who wouldn't normally try a non-alcoholic beer do you find that they're trying them on your behalf sending you suggestions yeah th th they are i mean i mean to be honest most of them i've i've tasted already having sort of gone out there and found a load what's amazing is when people start tasting them how many people actually like them so i did before we launched sober source we did a trial i wanted to make sure it's not just me that loves these things right before i launch a business so i sent a trial box of six to 64 people and of those 64 people, 98% found one that they would buy again or would recommend to a friend, which is you know, amazing considering only, well, I think last year, less than 1% of all beer was, was non-alcoholic. There was a, and this is the reason for Sober Source, right? There's, there's a huge gap between the awareness and availability of these beers and actually when people taste them, the desire to keep drinking them. I've often thought about non-alcoholic lager or non-alcoholic beer is that people drink it when something has happened. Either they've given up drinking, they're having a healthy period, or they're driving. I'm yet to go in a pub and sit down with someone and someone say, uh, I'll have the non-alcoholic. And I'll say, are you driving or are you giving up drinking? They say, no, I just I prefer that brand. It, it tastes better. That's what I want. Okay, some of these, this one here, this coast... That's so nice you would choose it. Has it got to get to a stage where drinkers will sometimes choose because they like the taste of that beer? Is that the next step for non-alcoholic drinks, do you think? Adam, you'll know better than anyone. Yeah, I mean, I think it's got to... People have really got to embrace it through the shops to start with because it's easier to get hold of these beers uh, and what I want to do is get a tasting case into as many people's hands as possible hence the, the billboards that are out there because it's pretty difficult for a small beer brand to get in a pub you know the supply chains are, are controlled yeah. by the big companies so it's really hard for them to penetrate if it's a really good beer the one thing that can really change the game is when you go in there and say this beer is amazing as a customer please can you stock it and if a number of people do that 
then it will start to change again. But I think it's a lot harder to get hold of a good beer in a pub than it is even in the supermarket. From a shop. Yeah. Yeah. I'm genuinely fascinated by this, Adam. Are you in any way trying to convert people who already know which alcoholic beers they like? Or are you purely pitching to people who already know they want to drink less? I'm pitching to people that want to cut down their alcohol intake in one way, shape or form. So there was a survey that said actually 41% of drinkers do at some point, but very few people actually go out and buy a non-alcoholic beer. So I'm not aiming at the people that have given up and are you know sober and, and looking for a beer. If they find me, great. I'm searching for those people that might have a, a big meeting at nine o'clock in the morning, but they still want to go to the pub or they still want to have a beer after work. They want to sit down and crack one open on a warm summer's evening. I'm searching for the people that want to drink during the week. I'm searching for the people that loved a lunchtime pint, but it's it's kind of not the done thing anyway. If you If you want a lunchtime pint and be productive, this is great. And part of our research not only said that people would swap these beers for full strength in the right occasions, but more than 50, well, about 50% said they would swap out their soft drinks. So, you know, certainly for me, if I could wind back the clock five years and somebody had put that coast in my hands, I would have drunk that all day instead of the lemonade or the ginger beer or whatever it may be. It, you know, at home at lunchtime, it didn't need to be driving. Until you just said that, I've never really thought of non-alcoholic beer as competing with coca-cola i've always thought of it as competing with alcoholic beer but actually it takes on both ends of that market i also think you've absolutely nailed when i think to every time i've said no to coming out with you matt it's been because (laughs) i have got to be up early the next morning i've got a meeting i've got to be somewhere afterwards and i I i can't turn up don't put meetings in on tuesday morning (laughs) so i actually think i'd have got out with you more in the past, oh. if occasionally I've been able to go, I can come with you tonight, but I'm going to drink non-alcoholic okay, beer. I, I've been, I, worked, I work in media and especially 20 years ago, what Adam, you've just said, to me would have been the single best advertising tag of have a beer at lunchtime, have a beer at night without having to worry about the consequences. I think you're right. I think that's where the market is. And I think that's where people have got to start understanding non-alcoholic beer. I'm going to say this now. I never thought I'd say it because, to me, drinking a non-alcoholic felt like a cheat and I was cheating on my friend, the pub, and my friend, the beer. When you put it like that, Adam, saying, actually, you're having a drink because you enjoy a drink and a social, yet, you know, you've got that pitch during the afternoon or you've got to be up. I don't mind that. If my head's telling me that's okay. That's the first time my head's told me it's okay. Adam, I hate you. That's the first time my head's told me it's okay to drink non-alcoholic lager. And I could drink this coast, and I feel like I'm drinking a beer. I'm all, I don't know who I am anymore. You've ruined me. I'm going to go have a meltdown. I've been doing this podcast for six months, Adam. And, uh, Adam, are you a wizard? You, you've achieved more in the last 20 minutes than I have Jesus. in six months towards turning back. What's the best you've come across so far, Adam? I think I might be romanticising a little bit, but it's still the Van der Street playground because it was that, wow, I, suddenly it was a beer that, this is a beer, right? It's not, it doesn't taste awful. I can drink this all night. Um, so that was great. There are some big dropper doing some really good ones. Uh, they're available on their direct from their site. I've not got them, but they are, uh, there's like a, a, an Indian pale lager. 
and also an amazing one called the poolside which is a bit fruity matt like the um the coast is yeah. but really hoppy it's a double dry hopped um beer it's a very very hoppy as well as being fruity that's a fantastic beer there's a company called Mikola who we're going to be featuring some of their beers later on but they do an amazing range of beers whether it's a stout or some you know fruity ales or a wheat beer and perhaps one of my favorites it's not quite the weather for it at the moment there's a company called Brax out of Holland that do an absolute knockout porter yeah, I don't know if you guys like them but the porters and stouts in the non-alcoholic world are yeah are pretty good so yeah I'd say them are top five Adam what was the name of that your original beer again the Vanderstreek Playground IPA <laughs> uh, best name ever and I know Vandergraaf Generator is what you're thinking of. <laughs> um, <laughs> so give us the details actually if somebody hey, is listening on, to this get, how do you get Sober Source what do we do so the website is sobersource.co.uk the homepage tells you pretty much what to do but you can either get a tasting box on its own uh, if you don't want to commit and it, and it's always the same selection no it, it, it changes up a little bit due availability but if you sign up for a subscription you'll always get a different eight every every month brilliant and um, well listen thanks for coming on and having a chat to us this afternoon we are going to sit here i think and work our way through the rest of this and then matt i'm going to propose that we need to get some friends around and do a bit of a taste test yeah. because I'm intrigued watching you try these beers because I've been trying them for six months. I've been okay, through this Okay, But these, I like the ghost shit, but I haven't liked anything else. These were better. This was the first time I could see myself drinking one of these out of choice, not because I was driving. I never thought I'd say that. I think the fact that someone's tasted them who was into beer that's the thing. A lot of people who give up alcohol never were big drinkers anyway. It really winds me up. They just, oh, I've given up beer. Like, you only drank two beers anyway. Clearly, you were a boozer. You loved your cricket. You got on it, like the normal people that I am. And, and now it's coming from someone with knowledge, so I can accept that. You know what? I'd actually have that and be happy. Well done, Adam. Well done, Sober Source. <laughs> to the Sober Source. And on that note, Adam, we will we will let you go. But thank you very much for cheers, joining us. Adam, Terrence, fantastic, mate. Traditionally, we finish each podcast with a cheers. I'm so cheers in my coast. I'm, what I'm, are you cheers? I'm cheersing with the uh, Big Drop Brewing Company, Pine Trail Pale Ale. My coast trumps that. Cheers, cheers. Adam. Cheers. So there you go. So we've got the rest of those boxes still to plough through. Have we? Yeah. <laughs> Are they here? Yeah, that's that. Literally, that next to you is the rest of that box. I saved it. I didn't get rid of it. Well, I thought you may have drunk it by now. I've got. Do you know what? I've got a three hundred and forty-two bottles to get through before the end of the year. I've got a lot. Uh, so we have a we have a big yellow storeroom, and I've got, I reckon, a hundred and fifty cans of non-alcoholic beer in there. In the storeroom. I've just got nowhere to keep it here now. <laughs> so you are potentially at time of recording going away for a little bit well only for a little bit not for a long time well i get lonely when you're not here so i'm doing a little bit of moonlighting well you can't get rid of me <laughs> laura from club soda got in touch last week uh who we interviewed a few podcasts ago and they have a big event for people who want to look at the amount they're drinking hold maybe on did drink she less. get in touch with us or just with you I don't like the way this bit's going. I mean, there, there's no way to break it gently, but she got in touch with me. And... I'm Pete Best, aren't I? <laughs> and she's, she's asked me if I'll uh, host a session Thanks, Laura. with Adrian Charles. 
Oh, well, he's coming on instead of me, is he? It would be very harsh of me to call it an upgrade. But I'm hosting a session with Adrian for I don't, I'm not happy with you doing Adrian without me. I love Adrian Charles. Well, how about, if, how about if I have a word with Adrian? Have a word with Adrian and we'll do it together. There's, do you think there's more chance of me delivering on Adrian Charles than Guy Ritchie? The problem with Guy is now, well, I was quite close to Guy, but you saw what happened to him with the uh, texting at the wheel. And obviously that's... He can't pro- drive down here anymore. Uh, he can't drive down and, he, and, he's, and he's got a bit of a problem about using his phone since then too because he's worried about what may happen because he obviously didn't know the rules. So he's he, not been... He's re- allowed to walk and text. But he's not sure anymore. So he's not been returning his texts. Oh, that's why. And he's not been driving. But, you know, yeah, you've got much more chance of danger. Well, anyway. Although apparently not with me. <laughs> well, <laughs> you potentially enjoy your trip to France. I'll have a chat with Adrian. I'll let you know how it goes. I think we need to have Adrian on with both of us. Otherwise, it's not proper. It's just, it's just your podcast then. Everyone wants to see how I interact with them. Well, we'll see how it goes at the weekend. I mean, he, he just might not enjoy it. He might not. And on that note, cheers. Cheers. Hi, one final thing, and don't tell Matt, but you can watch my interview with Adrian Charles now. It's on the website, wetanddrypodcast.com. Cheers.